Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right. You know where you are. You know what time it is. This is Tyler Chef. I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And this week, we're going to continue our top 23 questions that, well, we should be asking sellers. And a lot of times, we're not. And you got to ask yourself, why aren't you asking these questions? Maybe it's because you got a broker in the middle. Maybe you don't have any representation at all. And maybe you just don't have any leads coming in. And guys, we know how we can solve that problem. You're only one funnel away from making that happen. How do you get started on that? You go to cashflowguys.com, you whack that forward slash key, and you type one funnel away, and that gets you in a 30-day challenge that's going to teach you the basics and the principles of how to generate leads. Guys, this information is not going to come to you miraculously. You're not going to wake up one morning and suddenly be a massive lead generator and a master marketer. It's going to take some training. It's going to take some education. The one funnel away challenge costs you 100 bucks. Big deal. You get lots of value for the 100 bucks. You get all kinds of information and training, tips and tools. It's exactly the training I've taken myself. I've actually taken it twice because it helps me generate leads, a lot of leads. And that's what gives me the success that I have is my ability to generate leads no matter what. While I'm sleeping, while it's raining, while I'm traveling the country, while I'm talking to you on this podcast, I'm generating leads. With that said, let's get started on our first question for today. And that's going to be, why is the owner selling? And I can't begin to tell you how often I ask realtors this, any realtor, and they honestly don't know the answer to this question because they don't ask. And I'm here to tell you, if you are in the, within the sound of my voice and you have a real estate license where you represent other people for money and you're not asking this question as a listing agent, shame on you. And I know that real estate agents don't get a whole lot of training when it comes to sales and marketing and negotiation or really anything that has to do with real estate, except for how to stay out of realtor jail. But boys and girls, this is probably one of the most important questions as a realtor you'd ever be able to ask. Or if you're just a buyer, you're an investor, and you're dealing directly with a seller, you got to know the answer to this question. Here's why. Any offer you write needs to solve a problem. Okay, If the seller doesn't have any problems, if there's no pain, if there's no motivation in the deal, then why are you wasting your time writing an offer? If the seller is selling, because here's, here's a good example. I asked this question recently. Gee, Mr. Seller, why are you selling? Well, because I know the market's hot, and I know I can get top dollar for this property. As soon as someone comes in here and gives me top dollar, I know that I've maxed out. I want to get my property sold and cash out before the market crashes. Well, that's not that's not an answer that's going to garner an offer from Tyler. I can tell you that right now because I'm not going to waste my time playing games. I'm not going to put offers out there that are only going to upset the seller. So what would I do in that case? Let's go back to my favorite $100,000 property example. The guy wants $100,000 for his property. It's worth 50. He wants 100 grand because the market's hot and he wants to buy a new motorhome and he needs that extra $50,000. Uh, more than what his house is worth. He wants to sell it for double because he needs that motorhome and he wants to goof off and the market's out. It's going to crash, right? Makes perfect sense. Gee, where do I get started? How about how many, you know, how do I spell your last name and make sure I get the check right? No, I'm not going to write that offer. Instead, I'm going to go find another seller, another motivated seller that has a property and motivation where they might be willing to talk and make a great deal. Realistically, price, it's not all about price. It's also about terms. And with that, it's like maybe maybe I can figure out a way to get the guy a hundred grand for his house. But first of all, we're going to have to have a conversation about payments. About will he consider payments for their equity? Which I'm going to cover that in a second. Why a seller is selling is absolutely critical. Do not 
and this is the tough part, you got to promise yourself, don't write an offer at all unless you have a factual reason why the seller is selling. The last thing you ever really want to do is go around making sellers angry because at the end of the day, you're going to get run out of your market on a rail. Now, I know a lot of folks out there that get they get a kick out of writing lowball, ridiculous offers that don't have any basis in anything that resembles common sense. And guys, that's how you're going to ruin yourself in the market. How do you avoid doing that? Well, you ask the simple question, why is the owner selling? If they give you an answer that leads you to believe they don't have any motivation, simply don't make an offer. Find somebody who is a motivated seller. You want to find a motivated seller? You go to cashflowguys.com forward slash one funnel away and you pull the trigger. You spend a hundred bucks, you learn how to generate leads. Next thing you're going to ask is, have you asked the seller if they would consider accepting payments for their equity? I'm going to say that again. Have you ever considered accepting payments for your equity instead of a lower yielding one-time cash settlement? And I know that sounds like a mouthful. I'm going to say it again. Have you ever considered accepting payments for your equity instead of a lower yielding one-time cash settlement? Now, you can change those words to make it make sense for you or make it come off the tongue a little smoother. I say this this way on purpose. It's called a pattern interrupt. It makes them perk up and think, did I just hear what he said? I think he said, here's the thing. I want to plant a seed that if I have to part with my cash, you have to part with your equity. That's how it goes. A deal has to be win-win or no deal. Think about this. Now, all the details like how much down, what are the payments, all that can be worked out later. What we want to do at this stage of the game is determine by basically doing a, a test close, and that's really what this question is. This is a test close. We're testing the water to see if the sellers are even remotely amenable. Now, before you drop this question, you should have first built a little bit of rapport with the seller start having a conversation. If you get all worked up about this question in advance and are nervous asking it, the seller's going to pick that up, spidey senses are going to be tingling, and you're, gonna, you're not going to ask this question in a way that you're going to get the answer you're looking for. What you're going to find is that when, you, when you're terrified of this question, then you're, the seller's going to be terrified of answering the question, so you wasted your time asking in the first place. Understand this. Most sellers do not want cash for their property. I know what you're thinking. I must have heard that wrong. Let me pull over, make sure I heard Tyler right, because maybe he'll say it again. Here it comes. You ready? Most sellers don't want cash for their property. What they want for their property is what the cash will do for them. Now, Larry Harbolt teaches that in his Never Step Into a Bank program. By the way, that's coming up in the Tampa Bay area. If you're interested in pulling the trigger on that at the end of January, go to LarryHarbolt.com forward slash no banks. And he's got a great four-day program that will just blow your mind as far as how to do creative deal structures in the Tampa Bay area. you got to ask this question to every seller, absolutely every seller and every broker. And here's why. Well, first of all, most brokers don't even ask the question to their sellers. I don't know why they don't do that. It blows my mind, but they, I don't know, maybe it's because they don't have any training or skill. I don't know. But if you're a, li a listing agent, a listing broker, you got to ask this question. you got to know, is the seller amenable to different types of closing scenarios? Get out there and ask the question. Don't worry, the seller won't bite. There's nothing to be scared of. If you're the buyer or you're a real estate agent, either way, there's no reason to be scared of this. Just because you need every bit of the money up front and you're willing to sell your property for less for cash doesn't mean that everybody else does. So stop trying to answer a seller's questions for them. Stop assuming what the seller wants and doesn't want. The only way you know the answer to the question is to ask it. That's a fact. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're married 
or have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whichever, how many times are you, have you been successful reading your spouse's mind? It's not possible. So how, if you can't read your own spouse's mind, your wife or your husband, how in the heck do you think that you can read the seller's mind? Just because you, the seller, you think the seller's not going to do something or will do something has no bearing on anything that result that re- relates to fact and what is actually going on. That said, open your mouth and ask the question. Don't be scared. They're not going to bite. The worst they could say is no. Okay. Would you consider accepting payments for your equity? Now, the way I say that, I'm not talking about them financing the property, first of all. Okay. This isn't about financing because the seller's not a bank. All you're doing is asking, they have equity, $100,000 house. They have an $80,000 mortgage. So the first $80,000 is not even worth talking about because the only choice you have is to, to pay the bank. Okay, that's reality. The bank needs to either get paid as far as you take over payments on a subject to or something like that. Or if it's a commercial property, you do a loan assumption or you, you have to write a check for 80 grand at the closing table. That is not part of the seller's conversation and the seller has no choice in what goes on with the bank. The bank has to be made whole. So there's no sense in even talking about it. The other 20 grand, that $20,000 in equity, that's what we're talking about. Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, would you consider taking payments for your equity? When you're talking about a smaller number, it's easier to negotiate that. It's not as scary. If you're asking someone to, to hold the paper for you or accept payments on $100,000, that's a lot scarier than $20,000, right or wrong. Don't worry, Mr. Seller, of course we're going to pay the bank. If we didn't pay the bank, we'd lose our, all of our money and all of our improvements in the whole nine yards. I want to know on their $20,000, do you want the whole $20,000 or do you want, to, you want cash, which means I can't give you the whole $20,000, nobody could. We'd have to give you less than $20,000. I don't want to do that. I can get you that $20,000 in equity, but I'm hoping that you'd consider taking payments for your equity instead so we can get you a higher bottom line. Completely reasonable conversation to have. How are you ever going to get to that conversation? Well, you got to ask the question. Will they consider taking payments for their equity? It's less, don't say, will you consider seller financing or seller funding or whatever that you come up with? Because here's the thing. There's no such thing as seller funding because the seller's not funding anything. They're not writing you a check, nor are they financing anything. They're simply accepting payments for the equity that they have in the property. That's it. That's all they're doing. And when you say words like financing and funding, you scare the living hell out of the seller. So don't do that. Just stop doing that. Wholesalers, you guys are the worst at this. The few of you that have the guts to to ask the question, you start saying things like financing and funding, that terrifies the seller. Because the first thing they think of is, this joker's not going to pay me. And then they go down that big rabbit hole. So guys, I hope you found value in this episode and are getting over to the YouTube channel by going to cashflowguys.tv, cashflowguys.tv. That takes you directly over to my YouTube channel. Or if you're already in YouTube, you just type in cashflowguys. Takes you right over to the YouTube channel. And I'm breaking these down. I'm expanding on every one of these questions, these top 23 questions, by doing individual videos. The first one's getting ready to release here in the next couple of days. Uh, I've got about 10 of them recorded so far of the videos, but putting out video content takes a lot more time because I got to do the editing and the color match and the grading and all this other garbage. Get over to YouTube, take a look at those videos. If you have comments, you have questions, leave them in the comments on the YouTube channel. I'll answer those directly to you. I can answer those right away, or you can always email me info at cashflowguys.com. I hope you found value this week. I hope you go out there and start asking these questions because if you get the courage to ask these questions and you start getting good solid answers you can write offers that make sense offers that make sense get accepted it's that simple the more information you know about a seller's problem or situation the better enabled you are to be able to write offers that will make the seller shake their head and say yes it's no fun getting turned down boys and girls the fastest way to get turned down is to not ask any questions and just send out blind offers 
that don't solve the seller's problem. And the only thing they're going to say is no, or maybe they'll throw a few expletives on the back and hang up. Guys, have a great week. We'll catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.